Hi, I'm Brian Levy. I'm a partner at Manchester Living and the host of the Manchester Living podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help people navigate the complex maze of elder care. And of course, there is a lexicon of elder care terms on our website at manchesterlivingpodcast.com. Today's new and noteworthy is about a movie called Still Alice uh, with Julian Moore and Kate Bosworth, a movie about a professor at Columbia with early onset Alzheimer's. To the most beautiful and the most intelligent woman I've known in my entire life. Welcome, Dr. Alice Howland. I hope to convince you that by observing these baby steps into the, into, uh... Alice, where the hell were you? Went for a run. Well, I hope you enjoyed that because you completely blew our dinner plans. I need to talk to you. I got something wrong with me. What's going on? Oh, boy. He's going to break up or... No. I have Alzheimer's disease, early onset. Oh my God. I can see the words hanging in front of me and I can't reach them and I don't know who I am and, and I don't know what I'm gonna lose next. Stethoscope, millennium, hedgehog. I'd like to see you go to college. You can't use your situation to just get me to do everything that Why you want. Why can't I? Because that's not fair. I don't have to be fair. I'm your mother. I hate that this is happening to me. But we have to keep the important things in our life going. Merry Christmas. We have to try, or we're going to go crazy. This might be the last year that I'm myself. Please don't say that. I am not suffering. I am struggling. Struggling to be a part of things. Stay connected to who I once was. So live in the moment, I tell myself. It's really all I can do. Live in the moment. We all know someone with dementia or Alzheimer's. It's a difficult watch, no doubt, but such is life. So I would encourage you to watch that movie. It is very, very impactful. Um, and emotional. Wow. Um, even watching it here in the studio. All right, let's jump in. Um, today's topic is about senior living options. And I'm real excited about today's show. In the past, when mom and dad get old and we used to just say, hey, it's time to put our grandparents in a nursing home. Well, as we all know, there are no more nursing homes. There are so many different options. There's care homes. There's ALs, assisted living, ILs, independent living, SNFs, skilled nursing facilities, so many different options. And I'm excited to have my guests here today, experts in your fields, Joyce Logan, senior living advisor and founder of Ruby Care, and Lillian Adrian, the bridge of time, memory care program developer, trainer, and consultant. Give my viewers just a little background on who you are and what you do. Both of y'all have acronyms after your names, and I won't even go through them, so I would save myself from stuttering. But <laughs> if you would, just introduce yourselves, yeah. please. Um, yes, like you said, I'm Joyce Logan, uh, founder, one of the founders of Ruby Care, Senior Living Advisors. And I my certification is a Certified Dementia Practitioner, which means I have achieved uh, training in dementia or type of uh, Alzheimer's or 
or other types of dementia. And you may not know this, but I began my career out of college as a social worker. So I feel like uh, I've come back full circle before Ruby Care became my vision. So now I'm back to helping people what I like doing best. I love it. I did not know that. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. Lillian? Yes, and uh, my name is Lily Adrian, and uh, my business name is The Bridge of Time. And as I watched that little clip from um, Still Alice, living in the moment, bridging that time from their past to their present to their future. Um, I, I'm a certified dementia care manager. Um, I'm a consultant, and I help do programming for memory care. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So, you know, I... I, I like I said, the, the purpose of the podcast is to help people navigate the complex maze of elder care. And that's actually what y'all do for a living. So let's start with, you know, um, where, where do families begin, right? They, they have to have a goal, put together a plan, and then execute. So when you meet a family and they're in this infancy stage of what do we do now, where do you begin? Yeah. Well, usually when families come to me, they know that they need... Uh, to move mom or dad or uh, any loved one that they are, uh, have in their life that they're helping. Uh, so what I do is help them navigate finding those senior living options, whether it's the assisted living or active 55 to residential care homes. Mm -hmm. So we um, have a list of questions or an assessment we do with the families and we find out what their care needs are that's most important and their financials, because uh, budget is a big thing if they cannot afford a, a, a $10,000 a month place, why take them to a community that right. is in that price range? So we find out what their uh, personality is like, where location, we try to get them to be near family, and then we will match them up to the senior living communities and set up tours and tour with them if they need that. Keyword matching. It's yeah. like a mm -hmm. matchmaking. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges you find when working with families in this scenario? I think one of the main things, it, like Joyce said, is letting folks know there are options um, because you are taking the biggest step you'll take in loving your loved one. You realize you can't do that care anymore. And so what are my options? Make sure we're presenting to them those options. Sure. Let's talk about that. So at the beginning of the show, I mentioned all of these different ALs, IL, SNF, care home. Where do you begin, right? And so uh, the adult children with aging parents, they start looking at their options and they start looking at the large AL, assisted living that's a giant monolithic building with activities and a movie theater and happy hour. And then that's a little overwhelming. And so where do you go from there? Well, actually one of the main things you need to do is you need to be able to identify what the needs are of your loved one. Not you know, just now, but exactly down the road. That's right. uh, where are they today, and what what is their journey in front of them? And then you can look at specific options. Joyce, being a placement, uh, you know, person, she can look at where your loved one is, and then she can start looking at what those options are for you. So you make sure you're turning those stones, uh, making sure that the staff that you're, you know, turning your loved one over to has the right training. Uh, there's nothing worse than, um, you know, going somewhere and realizing that you're in a memory care, but the person that's, that's taking care of your loved one doesn't have that training. Sure. And it's yeah, and so, you know, making sure the training's there, 
Right. And that's my job because uh, we're in and out of these communities or residential care homes. So we know what's going on. We know the turnover rate. We know if the staff has been trained. We That's our job to find out so we can guide these families. You do the and vetting train, in advance. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned memory care and, um, you know, it's a, that's another one on the list. You know, memory care. People ask me, are we a memory care or, um, you know, I understand the term is secure community now because you can't use the term lockdown. Right. Absolutely it's, not. It's constantly changing. Right. So, so let's address that. What is memory care to you? Memory care is working with people that you are noticing levels of cognition going away. Mm -hmm. Okay. It, there's decline there in their ability to um, recognize things, their memories fading. And so there are many, there's three different levels of memory care. And so you want to make sure that you've got them someplace where people can take care of them at where they are. You don't want them to be in a place that they don't have the training to know those different levels and the types of dementias that there are. Right. And I think the main point would be memory care for someone who may be in a low risk. Right. That's what I was going to say. Uh, right. They, exactly. And that's when they definitely need a secure community. Uh, correct. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and someone that may be in a low risk today in six weeks, they may not be because they're now not mobile. Right, exactly. That's very true. And right. A lot of times uh, families are in denial because they see mom the way she or dad, the way they were uh, two years ago, and that's how they want them to be. So this, you have to be realistic when you're working with families and kind of guiding them with, you know, this journey. You don't want to move mom and dad uh, in six months or a year from now, you, cause that's hard on a person. It's hard on us, you right. know, let alone a senior, uh, change is difficult for them. So it's always important to make sure you try to find a place where they can age in place. So, uh, and you want to make sure that if, uh, it's six months from now, they may need that secure memory care. Let's go for that now. Right. Yeah. Right. So when you're working with families, it's an emotional decision. The kids are riddled with guilt, mom Very. and dad are declining. How do you deal with that? It, it's tough because usually 90% of the people uh, wait until they're in crisis mode. And it's that discharge from the hospital, especially during COVID. Oh my goodness. We, most people were staying home and trying mm -hmm. to help uh, take care of their loved one. And uh, so they waited and then they realized how difficult it was to care for their loved one that may have some memory issues and uh, or have all kinds of cognitive issues beside, or I mean, cognitive issues, but in addition to uh, care needs where they uh, just need a lot more attention. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time because people are emotional. And what we do is help people narrow down those choices. Uh, I always say it's like the going to the Cheesecake Factory or Cheesecake <laughs> Factory Syndrome. If you start doing the search on your own, uh, it can be overwhelming because they say there's over 900 senior living communities in the Dallas-Fort Worth area alone. And uh, I say the Cheesecake Factory Syndrome because if you've ever been there, the it's, it's so hard right. to make a choice. And you, it's, there's a, a mixture. So you want to make the right decision the first time. So it's best to work possibly, if you can, with a senior living advisor because we can narrow down those choices sure. so and help. What are some of the questions you ask families as they're looking for different options for a place to live for mom and dad when you know that they're here now but you see the decline how do you navigate that conversation well i'm working with a family right now uh, 
it's a it's a couple, <clears throat> and uh, and they're making their own decision. It's the niece that's kind of guiding them. Uh, but the wife, he, the husband wants the wife to be with him right now, but she definitely has some memory issues going on. And uh, I think that's sweet. So it's important that we find a place that has, uh, you know, memory care or, you know, assisted living. Because right now they're both kind of independent, but it's important that they have a memory care um you know, within the, the community. Sure, to serve right. the needs of oh, both right. of their right. care needs. Exactly. Right, right, right. For the, yeah, it, definitely. So let's talk about some other options. AL, IL, memory care, SNF, care home. There's a time and a place for everyone. How do you guide families like that, Lily, with, with, with all of the options out there? You know, I think going back to how do you get them to let go of that guilt. I think that transition of going in to any community, whether it's IL, letting go of your home mm -hmm. is just a tough place to be. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, of guilt. There's a lot of grief. And so I think working with the emotions that they're feeling, you've got you've to get on top of that first. Uh, you've got to take away that fear of talking about it to, to us as professionals so that they know it's okay you know, to feel those things. I always tell the ones that I'm working with, you can take a lot of trips in your life, but one thing we don't want you to take is a guilt trip. Uh, walk away out. from that, walk away from that. Um, they are showing the maximum amount of love that they can for that loved one. When they wanna go back to being the husband or the wife or the sister or the daughter versus the caregiver. And so first getting, wading through all those emotions then you can then they will hear you when you talk about let's talk about some options now that are the best fit for your mother or your father sure yeah i had a, a family uh recently the mother kept falling and they wanted her to be in assisted living because they have all these activities and again they were remembering mom the way she was a couple years ago and so they the more we kept talking i'm like i think we ought to consider a residential care home because of that smaller uh, home-like setting and you have more eyes on you the care ratio is like four to one and uh, it was a, a, a perfect situation or a placement for that family or this her mother because of the fall risk that she has because those care the caregivers in those care homes can hear and see things a lot quicker than uh, they can in assisted living so and you, you know, know you have to find that right uh, uh, placement for the, the family and that's so true Joyce because people don't realize that it's not always the Alzheimer's that is what takes a, a dementia resident to the point of death. It's many, many times a fall. Uh, the state now requires anyone that oversees someone with any form of dementia to have an hour's worth of fall risk training every year and it has to be documented. Should be uh, more. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> right? But, yes. uh, you know, along with the required dementia training. So, you know, make it it's so much easier when you have that ratio that's smaller mm -hmm. to have more eyes on a person. The fall risk or less in a residential home or a smaller, you know, AL community. Um, it, it just makes life just a little bit easier. And that companionship. Sure. Uh, statistics prove that folks that have that interaction and that engaging and socialization live a lot longer with the disease than those that don't. Yeah. And, and working with families that are in crisis mode, that um, it's an emotional decision. 
And it's almost like you have to take the emotion out of it, take the guilt out of it and know that you're placing mom and dad where they need to be at this time in their lives. Not, well, it's not nice enough. They're not accustomed to, to not having this amenity or that amenity. It's not about that anymore. Now we need to focus on the care and what's best for them in this part of their life. And you know, Brian, really we're working with the families. Not that we shouldn't make sure that the person that we're going to be caring for doesn't have a part in some of the decision-making, letting them feel a part of the family and the communication and the decisions that are being made for their life. But down the road, it's the families. That's what our passion needs to be about. It's because they're the ones that are hurting through this transition. No doubt. I mean, I say the same thing about Manchester. When we have families come in, we're not just caring for the residents, but we're caring for the entire family. All six siblings, the aunt in California and the uncle down the street. Yeah, we need to have that support. Uh, I'm a firm believer in support groups and encouraging that within communities. Um, education, educating the families, Mm -hmm. uh, giving them those opportunities of education and your staff also educating your staff on what's going on in the lives of families and in the lives of those that they're caring for. Yeah, a lot of times uh, both Lily and I, we have to, we rely on a lot of our uh, resources out there to help with the the families uh, through their emotional time, uh, you know, placing mom and dad in a uh, community or residential care home, uh, they need as much support as the, the or more. Or more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's emotional. Okay. Um, great insight. You guys, I wish we could talk about this all day. What haven't I asked you that I should? Uh, is my service free? <laughs> it's your service. Yeah. How yeah. do people work with placement yeah. agents? Well, I, I sometimes say we work like a realtor. Uh, uh, we, our service is complimentary to the families and we get compensated by the communities. And most of the, I would say almost 100% of the communities or 98% of the communities work with uh, us every year. we are happy to compensate you because you bring great, (laughs) great prospects to our operation. Lily, what haven't I asked you that I should be? Um, How do we find that support that we need? You know, where do we go? Where do we look for that? I'd love for anybody that wants to reach out to me to... uh, feel free to to contact me. I do consulting over the phone. I do it through support groups. I do it through some of my training classes, but I am on the phone a lot. I'm not a great sleeper at night. I can be your 2 a.m. friend. And uh, a lot of those services I don't charge for, some that I do, but people need to know that they can get the support that they need and that we can help them find those resources. And really, I think the message is clear that People are not alone. Exactly. There are right. resources out there. Exactly. All right, you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to go on to the nugget. Um, I'm excited to, to feature this today. The Senior Source um, is an organization in Dallas. A mission statement is to enhance the quality of the lives of older adults in Dallas, including emotionally and financially. To celebrate their 60 years serving the elder community in Dallas, they are hosting the Diamond Dance Off. So, is your dance card full? Get ready. We'll make room because the senior source wants to dance with you. <laughs> yeah, the senior source, a nonprofit, is attempting something that may never before have been done in Dallas a citywide invitation for senior citizens to bust a move. The Diamond Dance Off kicks off today to celebrate the nonprofit's 60 years and to let those 60 and older in Dallas and Collin County strut their stuff. You can dance solo with a partner in a group 
or with other generations like grandkids or nieces and nephews. Some local personalities sent in dance videos to show how it's done. Judge Clay Jenkins was so generous to do a video with his mom and daughter. Old man Steve, who's a TikTok sensation with millions of followers, <laughs> he got in on the action. We really are so excited to take contestants from, again, the Dallas area to have a lot of fun with this to remind people that the seniors in our com community are treasures and we want to give them this time to shine and to show, just to bring a lot of smiles to the to the community right now. I think we could all use some of that. You are right. Videos for the virtual competition can be submitted starting today. Public voting in the bracket style competition happens in May, and then a dance off for the title in June. Look for the hashtags Diamond Dance Off, Shine On, Senior Source Turn 60 to all trend as the competition goes on. Thank you, Stacy, and the entire team at the Senior Source for all you do for the community. Be sure to submit your video to the Senior Source. You can look on their website for more information. I want to see yours. <laughs> I, I am not dancing. <laughs> all right, on to the lightning round. Are you ready, ladies? This is an opportunity for the viewers to get to know you guys personally, since we now know you professionally. Lily, how many kids do you have? Two. Joyce, how long have you been in the elder care business? Five years. Lily, how, where were you born and raised? Port Gibson, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Beach or mountains? Beach. Have you slept in a tent? Yes. Snow skiing or water skiing? Water skiing. Have you changed a tire? No. Have you changed a tire? No. <laughs> Are you a crier? Yes. Are you a crier? Yes. Second language? No. Second language? No. Shocked. When was the last speeding ticket you got? Ten years ago. Oh, last bidding ticket? Uh, at least eight. Have you ever received a payment from a class action lawsuit? No. No. Strangest Amazon order during quarantine? Um, it's not strange balls for my dog. Okay, last question. What's the most difficult emotion you encounter by a client? Guilt. Grief. Nice. Ladies, that was a great, um, great lightning round and a great show. I appreciate you being here. For my viewers, please tell them the best way to reach you, either a URL or a phone number. Um, you can reach me at 214-536-2979. Fantastic. Thanks for tuning in to the Manchester Living Podcast today. You can reach us on Facebook at Manchester Living Podcast. You can reach us on our website, ManchesterLivingPodcast.com. You can dial us up on iTunes. Appreciate you watching today. And just remember, if there's anything I can do for you, don't go back to Google. Contact me directly. Thanks so much.